This is Heidi Lee Anderson, and you're listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey, friends, it's Rebecca George. Welcome to the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today. We get to sit down with a new friend of mine, Heidi Lee Anderson, to talk all about her newest book, P.S. It's Gonna Be Good. It is such a fun conversation. I had the privilege of reading an early copy of this book. I got to endorse P.S. It's Gonna Be Good. She endorsed Do The Thing, and so it was actually really fun to get to sit down and finally have a conversation with each other and get to know one another, and so I really think you're gonna enjoy this conversation. Before we get to it, I wanna make sure that you know we have a couple more weeks for you to join the launch team for my book, Do The Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. All you have to do to join the launch team is pre-order the book on your favorite you know, online retailer, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Christian book, whichever you like, and go to do the thing scroll to the bottom of the page and you can join the launch team there. We're giving away all sorts of free goodies and you can get in on the Facebook group and all the things. So make sure you don't miss out on that and help me welcome our new friend, Heidi to the show. You're going to love her. Heidi, I am so excited to get to sit down with you and have this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I have been wanting to chat with you for like over a year now. We've talked about this. So this is real fun. I know. This feels very long overdue and it's always fun when your friends write books because it's like, oh, we finally have like a really solid reason to like sit down and have this conversation and for me to introduce my people to you. And I feel so honored. I was one of the people that got to endorse this book. And so I just want, yeah, I just want my people to hear that, that I um, was just so honored to get to read an early copy of it and get to share uh, my thoughts and encouragement from that. And I'm just so excited about this message. And I think as we are coming out of, you know, the collective last three years that we've all lived through and just kind of the discouragement that comes along with that. And I know just what has happened in the lives of so many of the people around me, this, this overall thought of like, PS, it's going to be good. Like God has good things in store for us, you know, here on earth and like one day in eternity. And just that remind there's like, so there's so much in this that I'm like so pumped to unpack with you. And so I know like breadcrumbs of your story because I've followed you online for a while. But as people will find out, this is our first like face-to-face conversation. And so I would love for you to share with me and listeners just a little bit of your heart behind the message and sort of your story that led to why you're so passionate about this topic. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, So it all stems back like 10 years ago. I will always remember sitting on this white crinkly paper at the doctor's office and hearing the mm. doctor say, you have Hodgkin's lymphoma. And without any family history of cancer or really any disease whatsoever, I mean, it sucked the air right out of me. And for the first time yeah. ever really in my life, I was f- facing a situation that was so out of my control with absolutely nothing I could do to fix it. And mm. I I wondered where God was. I mean, I knew he loved me. But I wondered, then why did you allow this to happen? And I have read his word that's chock full of promises. But I wondered, like, why are they not lining up with my reality right now? 
And every day I realize there are women in that same position that today they've been told bad news of some sort. It may not be a cancer diagnosis, although maybe, but it could be a news of a miscarriage or a divorce or an unexpected bill that they do not have the means to pay for. Um, but I specifically think of the blind man in John 9. It's one of my favorite Bible stories. When Jesus' disciples saw him, they asked, Jesus, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his his parents' sins, and Jesus cleared it up right away. He said, no, it wasn't because of his sins or his parents' sins, but he said, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And then he went on to say, we must yeah. quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. So as much as I didn't want this cancer diagnosis, I saw in God's word that maybe when we're being sent to like the oncology center or the OBGYN because of that miscarriage or that family gathering we definitely wish to avoid, maybe it's more than just about us in our trial. Maybe it's yeah. a task assigned to us by the one who sent us. And when we choose to put Jesus on display like this blind man, then it maybe happens so the power of God could be seen us in through that. So I prayed for that. I waited for that. And praise the Lord. I mean, I just celebrated 10 years in remission this last year. Um, praise God. Yeah. But I, I still say, even in the midst of that celebration, like I am still in the thick of things. I get annual scans, but I've also had more ultrasounds and tests and doctor appointments. I just went to one yesterday. I have one scheduled next week. So I still ask myself questions like, what if I don't know what to do? Or God, what if the worst case mm -hmm. actually happens? Or why me mm -hmm. and not them? And I had to dig into the Bible for those answers, knowing, you know, like Jesus only gives the yeah. words of life. He only gives that peace that we desperately want in these situations. So I wrote this yeah. book with every chapter titled one of the, those questions, the questions I've asked and still wonder at times, but as I follow behind footsteps, from Bible heroes. I found God's answers mm. and his reassurance and his peace along the way. So um, that's mm. just what I love to do. I love to sit in the middle of Bible stories and find that same stress and overwhelm and fear we feel was also felt by them. But then how we watch how God moved, what God has said, yeah. what he has done, it builds reassurance and confidence really in the faithfulness of our God. So that's a little bit of my story. I uh, I love that. And as you're talking, Heidi, it makes me so thankful for how God is at work in you and what happened in you and how he has continued to transform you through suffering and through trials. I think when we look at what's happening in the world and just like the time we're all living through, what I see a lot of is you know, we experience this, this crisis of faith or we walk through something really tough and it's leading a lot of us, um, towards walking away from the faith or yeah. through deconstruction or right. like the things that we see out in the world. And I, what I felt so excited about when I read PS, it's going to be good. It's gonna, yeah, it's, gonna it's gonna, that's why PS, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, was, was just how you are clinging to truth in the midst of that rather than yeah. getting so discouraged that we walk away yeah. or, um, yeah. well, you know, I think so many, I think so many times too, when we walk through hard things, like we love black and white yeah. as people on this side of heaven. Yes. Right. And there's so much gray that we experience like, yeah. okay, prime example, I'm not going to get like too deep in this theological trap, but like, <laughs> 
where does God's sovereignty and human responsibility meet? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I look to scripture and I see that God is perfectly sovereign in all of his ways. And, um, and he chose us before the foundation of the world. Yeah. And also I see a very real case that I have to accept Jesus, that there's a responsibility on my part to, yeah. um, accept the gospel. And so, yeah. so there's like these, these points that we come across when we walk through these crises, these hard like yeah. times of suffering. And I just, all that to say, you have, you have clung to truth. Well, and I'm so thankful for that. Well, I just, and I mean, you know, you've experienced this too, but it's like, I mean, Jesus told us straight up. It's only when we know the truth that we are free. And I think that's yes. what so many of us want, right? As we're facing our trials, we're yes. facing our struggles. Like we just want to feel free in our souls and our minds again, you know, instead of feeling yeah. so tanked. And I think that's, that's what we get from God. He offers us freedom in Christ and, and it's a real mm-hmm. invitation. And I, I just, his word is life. So, I mean, yeah, I love to talk about it and go back to it and cling to it because it is the air we breathe, right? It is how we get through. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how people get through this world without Jesus. It's hard enough with his promises and his presence. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. It's so true. And like on that note, as I think about just how practical and hope filled, um, this book is as we look at our own struggles around fear and anxiety and, and the things that we will often face. I always say like, it's not that we won't experience yeah. fear. It's not that we won't experience those moments right. where we feel like we're not enough or we're anxious, but like, where are we turning right. in those? And so I wonder, is there something that you think back on where maybe God met you so specifically in his word? And yeah. um, Maybe when you were in one of those moments that you love reflecting back on as you talk about the book. Yes. No, for sure. I remember when I started going through chemo, it was near the beginning. I had just gone through my first round. So my hair hadn't fully fallen out yet, but it was starting to. Mm -hmm. And I remember at that time, my pastor gave a message and it was titled Suffering Well. And it was about how men and women in the Bible, they didn't just have it easy, but they faced, I mean, pretty scary and bleak circumstances. I mean, Daniel was thrown Mm -hmm. in the lion's den. Paul was beaten in prison and the early church faced real persecution. But I will always remember, he said, Daniel wasn't consumed by the lion's roars. And Paul didn't stare helplessly at like the bricks around his prison cell. And it says the early church in Mm. Acts 12, they never gave up praying fervently. And so in all of those cases, they chose to believe there was more to their circumstances than just what meets the eye. And and that's what landed Bible heroes in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, that's what I want. If I'm going to walk through this battle with cancer, then I want to quote unquote, Mm. suffer well, like my pastor um, said, and I will Mm -hmm. never forget it shortly after that, you know, right when you say, okay, God, I'm willing. And then he gives you that opportunity. Right. And um, I remember my pastor reached out and said, Hey, I would love it if you told your story during communion um, that coming weekend. And I, to be honest, I didn't really want to (laughs) like, cause like I said, it was at the very beginning of all this. And I'm like, in my mind, I thought, you know, maybe once I know how this is going, like if things are going good or I'm healed, mm-hmm. like maybe after the answered prayer, then I'm in a good place to share the good news. And what a lie that is, right? What a lie it is yeah. to wait. We are always in a good place to share the good news. And so this this message really convicted me. And so I said, okay, yes, I will. 
And I shared my story and I shared, you know, I didn't know how things were going to go, but I did know in John that my savior told me that I don't have to fear. Why? Because he has already overcome and, and anyone who hopes in him can have that same reassurance today. And, and guess who just so happened to be attending my church that weekend? His last name yeah. is Anderson and my last name, by the way, is Stop it. Anderson. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. No, out of all the weekends, his friends were hanging out and they're like, you know what? Before dinner, why don't we just go to church first and then we'll go out to dinner afterwards? And he had gone to a church up north. So he was like, sure. And then when he came, he heard me share my testimony. And afterwards, he was sitting around the table with his friends at dinner and and they just looked around at each other. And he said, I'll always remember one guy in particular said, Ugh, how sad, like that girl, just 23 years old, already facing cancer, like feels kind of hopeless. And he he looked around like if this is how everyone's responding to her, let alone if this is how the church is responding to her, then I need to reach out. So he sent me a Facebook message. And it was very simple. It was just, I heard your story. I'm praying for you. God wants you well. And I we messaged back and forth for months. And we went on our first date when I started radiation. I was wearing a wig. And mm. now he's he's my husband. And I will always look back to that because God could have sent my husband at any other point in my 34 years of life, but he chose the short six month stint when I desperately wanted hope for a future. And, and because of that, yeah. I mean, I'm convinced of the goodness of God, obviously by Jesus alone, that he didn't even give up his one and only mm. son for us, but he gives us gifts even more than that. And that is, that is his goodness mm -hmm. that he gives us abundantly more. And, um, so I cling to that while I'm in the middle of my story and it's really hard to see his goodness, that he is still on the move. He's still flipping things for his glory and I'm going to see it someday. I'm going to see it, but I just got to yeah. hang tight. So that, that really spoke to me in that season of life. Psst. Did you know that my debut book, do the thing gospel centered goals, gumption and grace for the go-getter girl releases in April. I wrote it. Well, I wrote it just for you. So if you're ready to see your gifts and talents from a gospel-centered perspective, prioritize goals related to your calling as you move forward with gumption and grace, maximize your passions and the work you do every day, actively partner with God to serve Him and love others, and overcome negative thought patterns so you can brainstorm, develop, and create with the confidence of a go-getter girl, if that sounds like you, then I want you to pre-order today at the link in the show notes below. Each chapter includes prayer prompts, scripture for further study, questions for reflection, action steps to move your goal forward, and accompanying videos for individual or small group discussion. So grab a friend or eight, and let's use God's word as our compass to do the thing. After all, if not now, when? One of my greatest joys is having the opportunity to come share God's word at women's events, retreats, and conferences. I'm booking speaking engagements for this year and next year and would love to chat with you about your church's next event. Shoot me an email at hello at radicalradiance.live to start a conversation today. Ugh. That's so good. I love that story of how you met him. I adore that. Okay. I feel like I have to share how, like the big God moment yes. that we had in our story yes, before we got do. married. So my husband is a huge fly fisherman. We live in East Tennessee, which is like 
the paradise of all fly fishermen's <sighs> dreams. The paradise on it's earth glorious. in general. I'm like, I want to go Truly, south. I it's, south. It is beautiful. And so we went to the same church, but we... Um, and we, we, we knew of each other. He was on staff. I was a volunteer in our children's ministry. So we crossed paths a little bit, but never dated. He moved to South Mississippi um, for his first lead pastorate, and we reconnected years later. So wow. that's like the short version. But in that, uh, many years ago, probably I don't know, it's probably been 10, 12 years ago now, he went fishing one day in the Smokies. And on his walk back to his vehicle, it was raining on that particular day. He went fishing by himself, which like dudes do, you know, yeah. like just to like get away. And um, <laughs> yes. so he's walking back and he stops at this bench. And on that particular day, he was really struggling with the fact that he was still single and like, Lord, are you ever going to give me my person? And he stopped and prayed for his future wife sitting there on that bench. And he said, I remember standing up and thinking, I'm going to take a picture of this bench and I know specifically where it is on this trail. And I'm, I'm taking this picture in faith that one day I will bring my future wife here and tell her like, this is one of the places where I like contended for you in prayer. Yes. Okay. Fast forward to like probably 2017, 2018, one of my friends um, was going through a really rough situation in her marriage and I was really struggling with singleness and um, being so close to the Smokies, like it's just very normal thing to say, like, let's just go on a hike tomorrow, right? And so we went on a hike and just prayed and talked the whole time and we stopped along the way at this bench. And I took pictures at the bench. I posted one on social media and like sort of forgot about it. Right. It was just like a normal Saturday. So I start dating Dustin years later and he calls me and he said, okay, I need you to sit down and I'm going to send you two pictures. I have to tell you a story before I tell you like how crazy this is. Years apart, God had sent us to the exact same bench (gasps) in all of the Smoky Mountains to pray for our future spouses on a day where like we were both really struggling with the fact that we were still single. And so that day that he went fishing and prayed for his future wife, he sat at that bench and years later on a hike with my best friend, I had prayed for my future spouse and had taken a picture at that exact same bench. And that's where he ended up proposing. Oh my word. It comes full circle. And, Yes, and just such a testament to, like, the faithfulness of God. We had no clue that both of us had sat in that same spot and just, like, cried out to the Lord. Yes. And how he met us in that. It was just, like, the most beautiful God moment. Oh, my goodness. So, I love anyway. that. No, it's the little things. He's in the little things and the details, isn't he? He is. He is. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. So I always love hearing people's stories of how they... Of just how God oh, yeah. like is so intricate, yes. intricately involved yes. in all of the small details. Anyway, that was like a hard right turn, but I just oh, I love, love hearing no, that. Love and stories. I love, I love sharing that story. So they're the best. the best. Love stories are the best. So we've talked about this a little bit, but the nature of the message of this book and sort of how you've laid it out, you walk through, as you've said, different Bible characters, footsteps. And as we've said, it's so interesting to learn how their struggles relate to ours today. You said that earlier. And I think something that's been really helpful as I've continued to, to read the Bible and, um, 
and just consider God's word is remembering like the Bible was written for us. Absolutely. But it was not written to us. And so how powerful it is to like read the lives of, of these characters and remember um, how God was at work in them and what we can learn from them. And so I just wonder like what in that has been helpful to you? How has it like changed the way you've read scripture, changed the way you've seen like what you've had to walk through? Yeah, no, for sure. In fact, the subtitle that I really wanted for my book, it is not the current <sighs> subtitle, but I, I want it to be, read, whenever we're consumed with our story, let's immerse ourselves in God's story. Because that's what mm. has changed me. I mean, the times when I'm anxious, yeah. when I'm stressed, when I'm overwhelmed, that's because I'm consumed with my story. I'm looking around at my circumstances that seem far too big, seem far more than I can handle in my own strength. But then when I open up God's word and I learn more about about who he is, then that's when, that's when my perspective changes. That's when my load feels lighter. That's when I feel that peace that transcends all understanding. But even like specifically, I love Martha's story in particular because this helps me when I'm sitting in the middle of the hard. And I love when she's in the middle of it. I mean, she sends a message to Jesus straight away. I mean, she goes, you please send, your dear friend is very sick. Go get him. And and that's what we we want to do, right? As as believers, we go straight to Jesus knowing he's the only one can, that can really do anything about our situation. But then mm. what happens? He didn't come in time in her, her perspective. And sometimes it can feel like that when we have our own schedule, we have our own vision, we have our own dreams. And when it doesn't play out exactly when we hoped, we can get discouraged, right? And I love a spicy forward Martha when Jesus finally comes to town and you see her marching right out. I mean, it's almost as if you can picture her hand on her hip when she says, if you would have come like I asked, then my brother wouldn't have died. And sometimes I'm asking the same thing, like, God, if you would have come like this when I asked, then this wouldn't have happened. Um, but I love, I love how ultimately that God wanted her to see that she knew that Jesus was the Messiah. She knew that he was the healer, but she didn't know yet that he was the resurrection. And, and it wasn't until yeah. that she saw with her own eyes, her brother walking out of that grave and everyone else around. I mean, God's glory was put on display. And when I read that, then it then I'm not as consumed in my story when things go bad, when it's not happening. I can rest in the faithfulness of my God, that he is still on the move, that he's working in ways I cannot see. And I, I maybe just need to learn more about who he is in this season of life. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that about God's word, right? That it's living and active and it meets us wherever mm -hmm. we are when we open it up. Um, so I, yeah. I mean, that just has really changed the way I read scripture. And when I, instead of be, like being so obsessed with my own story, just what is God's story? What is, what is his character? What is this passage teaching me right mm -hmm. now? about who he is. Um, and that really changes things. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, another thing that I have continued to say to myself is like, I, I feel like early on in my years walking with Jesus, I would look to scripture to tell me like, okay, how should I live differently? How like, like behavioral modification. Right. Yes. And, and then it's like, the more we dig into scripture, it's like, no, God, show me more of who you are. And that informs so much about who I am in you and therefore how I live in faithful surrender to you. And so that's so good. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, as readers get their hands on this message and start walking through the lives of these 
of these Bible characters that you've pulled out and start experiencing the same things that kind of we're talking about in this conversation, I wonder what is your greatest hope for them as they read this book? Yeah, I think it really comes down to two things. Rebecca, one, I think I just want the reader to take God up on his word. I want myself to do that. I mean, every chapter, like we said, is a different Bible hero with principles that, that we can take from it, that God wants us to know, but it's really up to us. Like, what will we do with that? Will we let it remain like head knowledge or actually believe it deep down in our soul too, to the point where we're convinced of it? Um, Mm. and then two, also, I want them to know it's going to be okay. I mean, almost all the DMS I get and what has form this book too, is that so many people just want to know at the end of the day, is this going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? Mm. And Romans 8, 28 is a real sure promise that we are given by the living God, that he will indeed work all things, not just some things, not just the little things and maybe a few big things, but no, he will use all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, I mean, if you love Jesus, guess what? If it's bad, you're only in the middle of the story, but in the end, we know Jesus is the same yesterday mm. as he is today. So we will see our savior say, so I just say, hang on in the meantime, when it looks bad, when it feels like the worst case is happening, when God seems silent or when it all feels like everything is stacked against us. I mean, God is on the way, help is on the way Jesus is here and he holds the final word. That's so good. Amen. Well, there is a question that I ask all of our guests that come on the show, and I'm so excited to ask you, Heidi, when I was starting Radical Radiance and and rebranding it to that name, the Lord just really gave me this verse and Psalm 34, it's verse five, and it says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be covered in shame. And so the question I love asking, I guess in this season of your life How would you answer the question of what about Jesus makes you radiant? Yeah, I think it, I think it all goes back to John 16, 33 for me that Jesus overcomes. I mean, he, his work on the cross is finished. It is complete. And so in him, Jesus overcomes. And through that, what's the awesome, beyond amazing thing is in Romans 8, 37, he calls us more than conquerors to in him, more than overcomers. And so that's what I would say. I love that Jesus overcame and he arms us with his victory today too. Mm, So good. Well, I want you to share with everybody, how can they connect with you? Where can they grab the book? You have all sorts of other amazing resources that you put out into the world. And so I just want you to share all of that with everybody as we close out. Okay. Well, I would love to be best friends on Instagram. Social media is my main jam on Instagram. I'm Heidi Lee Anderson on YouTube. I'm coming out with longer form devotionals. I'm Heidi Lee Anderson over there too. Um, I have a monthly Bible study, which is so fun for me to link arms with women in a real deeper way than what I can do in 30 second reels online. Um, and so we study the word together through live messages and interviews and things like that. Um, and PS, it's going to be, be good. You can get it wherever you buy books, Amazon books, a million, I mean, wherever you want to go. Um, and then if you purchase before, I'm not sure when this is airing Rebecca, do you know, is this before April 4th? In the next like two or three weeks. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. So if you buy PS, it's going to be good before April 4th. Then you also get my audiobook for free, which is super fun. <gasps> so fun. The book, Did you narrate it? Yes. Okay. So here's the deal. The, awesome. the book is super fun because I have two different fonts. One is just the normal book font. And then I had my handwriting in there too, because I wanted to feel 
like, I don't know if you're like me, but I love to write notes in my books. And so I wanted it to feel like I'm giving a friend my copy with my thoughts inside. So admittedly, I mean, the book is super fun, but I think the audio book is where it's at because that's where you hear my passion. That's where you hear my intention. I think that's when you pick up on my humor. Um, But so the audio book, I would love, I would love to connect, but anywhere on social media, by Bible study, or just through my daily devotional emails, I'd love to be friends. Awesome. Heidi, I am so incredibly thankful for you. I'm so glad that you wrote this really important message for us and I cannot wait for our friends to get their hands on it. So go grab PS. It's going to be good wherever books are sold. And again, friend, I'm so thankful that you'd be with me today. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you so much. I hope you loved that conversation with Heidi as much as I did. Go grab your own copy of P.S. It's going to be good wherever you like to buy books. And I will be back with you next episode for another amazing conversation.